I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and today we'll be talking about the Aptera news for the week of March 14th through March 20th, 2021. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the Green Act and Aptera's new center console screen, which Aptera posted a short video about, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, as well as some safety concerns posed by these type of systems. So getting things started um, with the Growing Renewable Energy and Efficiency Now Act, also known as the Green Act of 2021. This new proposed piece of legislation by Representative Mike Thompson, who is a Democrat from California, includes a wide variety of components as implied by its name, focused on renewable energy, including focusing on extending or I think reestablishing the solar federal income tax credit. But the part that's really interesting to electric vehicle enthusiasts is that it addresses the phase out of the electric vehicle tax credits that really have affected General Motors, Tesla, and, and a few other other automakers. So this information is coming from inside EVs, also via Tesla Rati. And so what it, the, the real most significant component for the electric vehicle field or space is that it will it will raise the phase out cap to 600,000 vehicles after a company has sold 200,000 vehicles uh, for those who are unaware the the $7,500 tax credit that would apply to the sale of electric vehicles was was phased out um, from now it would change it so that now it would go back to $7,000 for for those who have passed these 200,000 electric vehicle threshold the part that's most exciting for Aptera enthusiasts or anyone who's interested in two or three wheeled electric vehicles is that part of this act would also extend the the tax credit that applies to two and three wheeled plug-in electric vehicles from December 31st, 2021, that's the end of this year, to January 1st, 2027. And that electric vehicle tax credit is currently $2,500. And so instead of expiring at the end of the year, it would extend it essentially through the end of 2026. And you know, my take overall is that I believe this is a good change for the EV industry and the environment because it's going to result in more EVs getting sold and more internal combustion engine cars coming off the road. The biggest winner here are Tesla, General Motors, and Nissan, all of whom have long passed the 200,000 phase out period via the the Bolt and, and maybe the, the Volt before that. I think that qualified for at least a partial incentive. The Nissan Leaf and Tesla's entire fleet. Uh, uh, bumping the tax credit back to $7,000 for, for those makers, it really rewards them for, for driving the electric or the auto industry towards the creation and the adoption of electric vehicles instead of in in a way you could think of they were although they you know they're they have the first mover advantage they they've been punished in a way in that automakers who are later to the game are, are essentially able to offer lower prices for their vehicles because they still have this available 7500 tax credit now GM Tesla and Nissan they're going to be able to offer their customers a $7000 tax credit uh, you know moreover extending it the, the deadline for Aptera is, is really significant because Aptera is planning on delivering their first vehicles at the end of this year and I think ramping up to 5,000 or 10,000 vehicles in 2022 
by extending the deadline through January 1st, 2027, what this means is that the $2,500 tax credit will be available for Aptera owners for at least in the, the next few years, you know, if you're talking about a $600,000 vehicle cap before it goes down, which I believe also applies to two-wheeled and three-wheeled vehicles, that that's there will be a long time before Aptera gets to that level of production. So anyone who's pre-ordered the car will have this available. My only issue, I, I would say, to the extent I have one at all, is, is not so much with this proposal, more with how tax credits function, which is that they're only valuable if you have a federal income tax liability. That is, you owe taxes to the federal government when you file your re returns at the end of the year or the end of the tax year. This restricts the availability of this incentive to consumers who are either high income and or who know their way around the tax code well enough to create a liability that they can they can deduct legally via a tax credit. Now, I'm, I'm not a tax attorney, and so yeah, I welcome the input on that latter point on how you would you would use that tax credit if you otherwise weren't someone who, via their their high levels of income, has a, a tax liability. But in any case, that's besides the point. the The result is that there's an overall when you're talking about tax credits for electric vehicles. There's an inverse relationship between those who need the most incentives to buy an electric vehicle and those who receive the the incentives. Um, and so I would like to see if it if if this is in any way possible or on the cards, if they could change the tax credit to well, what I understand is a, a refundable tax credit, which is how the earned income tax credit uh, works, which is that you don't need a tax liability to get the value of that and, and so maybe it wouldn't be fully at $7,500 maybe even at a reduced amount but if that could be changed in, in, in the Green Act then that would be far more valuable to all consumers and all buyers of, of both three, two and three wheeled electric vehicles like the Aptera as well as four wheeled vehicles uh, EVs as well and so if you agree with me that extending these tax credits is a good idea, I would encourage you to contact your state representative to encourage them to, to weigh in on, on how the, the government can incentivize the adoption of electric vehicles. With that out of the way, I wanted to transition the conversation into a discussion of in-vehicle information systems, um, also known as infotainment systems. It recently, if you don't follow Aptera's social media, they put out a tweet um, for to a YouTube video for a video about their their center console uh, in-vehicle infotainment system platform that will be powered by Crank Software, and they they featured someone from from Crank Software speaking about the vehicle and the system and its adaptability. If you haven't seen it before. The Aptera is going to use a large horizont horizontally oriented touchscreen, which will house all of the controls for the vehicle, that is for the, the heating and air conditioning, the audio navigation, as well as other features that they're hoping to tailor to the Aptera experience. If you're trying to get a visual as to what I'm speaking about, if you've ever seen the interior of a Model 3, the Aptera looks almost e exactly like it with minimal changes. It 
It's one of the things that, for those who are interested in Aptera, if they've seen the video clips of it, 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 it jumped out as people as, as making a lot of comparisons to the, the Tesla Model 3. Um, Aptera is, they're really excited about this large screen because it's going to allow them to, to integrate some unique features, it, it sounds like, it, and it would also theoretically be easy to update via over-the-air updates. You can imagine that they would do changes just like Tesla on this regard if you, you know, that's a that's the type of thing that's possible when you have, when the controls are, are all digital, you don't need to change any of the hardware, you don't need to bring customers back in to a shop or anything. You make the software updates and if the car can connect to Wi-Fi, they can download that in the same way that you update your phone regularly. Um, you know, what, you know, the things that they're trying to do is they're trying to incorporate features that would allow you to extend the range of cars. So you would you would see how many miles that, that they're estimating that you have, and there would be uh, buttons that you can switch on and off, say, turning off your, your heating or turning off your air conditioning, and it wouldn't just turn it off, it would also tell you what the cost to the mileage is. And, and so if you look at the video, I, I think there's a feature where there's a button for turning off the, the heating or turning off the air conditioning, and it, and it shows next to it plus 13 miles or, or some sort of mile range and so you would see that oh you know if I if I turn off these features that are consuming the battery I'll be able to extend my range by by what amount and, and what you need which is which is really really cool uh, but what I would say is the use of a large touch screen in lieu of physical controls it's sparked a lot of discussion on well at least on the Aptera forums and I wanted to give my two cents specifically the discussion is about the rise of infotainment systems and how they're contributing to the distraction of drivers. Um, if you know, after doing some research on this issue, what it it looks like is that the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety and David Strayer, who is a psychology professor at the University of Utah, are the ones that are really leading the way on on research on the topic of of driver distraction and the relation to different infotainment systems that that you have in in cars um, you know professor Strayer he's a behavioral psychologist and he's been doing research on, on different distractions impacting drivers since uh, you can you can easily google and find and I'm gonna include some links to some of his studies going back to to 2013 he did a study showing you know that that using the, the hands-free talking features and texting is not as safe as believed. You know, he's done follow-up research showing that the mental demand on on speaking to cars and, and using other verbal systems or voice command systems, again, it increases the mental demand for the dr the, the drivers. And, you know, if you're, if you're really interested in this, I would encourage you to read through those studies because they, they provide a lot of insight as you can learn more about the methodology and, and how they test it and, and what they, they really show. The, I think the most recent study that he's done that I could find was in 2019 that showed that older drivers kept their eyes off the road for as much as eight seconds longer than younger drivers as they were attempting to utilize features that are included in the infotainment systems. And you know what? You know, going through the studies, the research, and and seeing the the con the concerns, 
you know, I, I, I guess there's there's maybe two two branches of criticism of going with a digital only and it, uh, I guess eschewing the physical analog controls in in a car. One is a is an aesthetic criticism that you that there's there have been a lot of articles about where a lot of people they simply prefer physical controls and removing physical controls even if it was just as safe and even if you could show that it was just as easy there are a lot of people that prefer those physical controls and for for those people you know one of the things that I've I've heard in different interviews um, and I think in the Nathan Armstrong interview where he talked about making Aptera hackable what I'm hoping is that they will make the vehicle there will be the capacity for those who are really interested you could attach a set of analog controls and buttons to the tablet screen if you wanted to and it wouldn't be too difficult to program it to work and so you can add as as much as you want to hack your Aptera to add that and, and that would maybe address the aesthetic criticism um, but w what I wanted to step back and in in answer the question is I guess if infotainment systems are contributing to the attraction of drivers and are not safe, then why is Aptera relying on one? And I, I, the best answer that I can come up with on behalf of Aptera is I don't know what, what they're thinking comes from the webinar with Jason Hill, who is the designer of the Aptera. Yeah, I, there was, I think it was back in February when they did that webinar, and I wasn't able to find an official recording, but I would strongly encourage any Aptera enthusiast to check out the YouTube channel called Aptera Reboot, which posted a, a recording of that webinar. Um, you know, this is the, or, and what Jason Hill said is that the intention when the company was founded was to was to do something like a simplified center console. But the problem was that they didn't have the technology solutions back in 2008 that they do now. And so they were trying to answer the questions of, you know, what are the things that you need and what are the things that you want in a car? How can you minimize the energy usage for HVAC and, and minimize the analog controls? And the original, I guess the original drawings and design for the Aptera the idea was there is to be a single screen and so that's you know that's one you know f fun little fact for those who say that the Aptera is just copying the Model 3 you know in this instance it seems to be more a feature of great minds think alike and and that both the folks at Tesla and the folks at Aptera were were, were trying to do this um, what Jason said was that they were coming up with a single screen design before the iPad had even come out and so it, the original design did have one small screen but now they can really execute in, in what their original dream was. And what they want to do is they want to build a vehicle that thrives on efficiency and flexibility, not rebuild something that's been done over and over again by the auto industry and, and seems to be done, I guess, more out of habit than you know, any kind of justifiable reason. And the goal is to minimize hassle and clumsiness. They, they want a, a freedom from distraction. And so I, I, I think we should think about, you know, from that context, and, and I hope that Aptera is willing to listen to, to potential drivers about, you know, what their feedback they're providing on what constitutes a you know, freedom from distraction 
and what would minimize uh, the hassle and clumsiness. Um, you know, because it's going through the research on the impact of infotainment systems. There's a a growing body of of data, you know, in, including I found from I, I think it's the National Highway Traffic Safety Association or administration that nine percent of fatal crashes, 15% of injury crashes, and 14% of all police reported motor vehicle crashes in 2019 were reported as crashes in which the driver was distracted at the time of the crash. And so with with that in mind, you know, when Jason is saying they're trying to minimize hassle and clumsiness and they want freedom from distraction, I think they need to, Apteris ought to be focusing on you know what are are what is the vehicle doing to minimize the the risks that are that might relate from engaging with the center console the 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 tablet screen and engaging with features in the car and how do they actually make it so that the driver is keeping their eyes on the road and with that idea in mind i think there's a few things that aptera should be doing first if you if you you'll notice on the steering wheel there are two button rockers again this is very similar to the model 3 where there are two buttons where you can you, i think they have uh, multiple ranges of motion where you can click them in and then up down left and and right i believe or at least up and down and and, and punch them in and i think that the there should be functionality added to allow a driver to control the HVAC system and the audio controls with these two button rockers. For example, if you double click on the left rocker, you should be able to turn off on or off the heating, and if you double click the right one, you should be able to turn on and off the, you know, the, the air conditioning. Um, or maybe you could do a single click and you can that'll turn on the audio or whatever you had on last the, the radio, Spotify or 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 whatever. And what what this would do is that will maintain the minimal cognitive demand caused by engaging with the, the system and it would keep drivers hands on the steering wheel without having to look at the center console um, for and and by focusing on the the HVAC and the audio system I would imagine that those are the most frequent reasons for a driver interacting with their their car you get in a car and you, you either want to turn the heat on or you, you know you turn it on and it's too high and you want to turn it down or it's it's hot out and you want to turn on the AC and maybe you didn't turn that on when you started driving and you want to do that and, and those are the sorts of things that that we all do you know quickly you want to be able to do them again hassle-free minimal distraction um, you know they alternatively Aptera could add buttons to the bottom of the the console screen you know even the, the you know the iPad you know there's the the one single there's the home button and you can imagine they could they could easily do something that is that was shaped in a certain way at the bottom of the screen that allows you to do that you, you reach over and so they're they're not adding clutter to the car but they're allowing to do that but I think that's unnecessary given the fact that they already have these buttons on the steering wheel and so you wouldn't even need to to reach over second what I think Aptera should do is they should focus on improving the voice functionality of the console. Now, if you go through the studies done by Professor Strayer, what you'll see is that 
that voice command still has a moderate, or it can have a moderate or, or high demand or cognitive demand. Um, but what they also showed was that the Apple CarPlay and the Android Auto performed better than the standard automaker's systems that are integrated. And what that shows to me is that if you improve the software, you can improve the functionality and you can minimize the cognitive demand of interacting with these systems. Um, I don't, I, it, and to be honest, you know, I don't know how you would do navigation for a car without voice controls. That that is safely and with minimal cognitive demand. Uh, you you should be able to tell a car to navigate to the nearest charging station or any presets like you know you could put an address for a home or, or work or maybe one or two other easily identifiable locations and anything that's eagle or easy to to google in a few seconds you ought to be able to navigate to for example if you wanted to navigate to the i don't know the the nearest mcdonald's you ought to be able to say navigate to the nearest mcdonald's and it, and it should be able to find that on whatever gps system they have and and integrate that in the system without you having to actually touch any controls. And lastly, what I think is, I think they should implement features in the center console that would allow you to adjust the HVAC and audio without looking. And this could be, I believe this could be accomplished fairly straightforward in a straightforward fashion with gesture controls. That is, swiping left and right on the screen um, to, to engage features, which Anyone who has a modern smartphone is more than accustomed to doing this. If uh, I have a an Android phone, if I swipe left or right, I don't need to to touch a particular area or, or up and down, and it automatically does a, a it it brings up different menus or features or options. I don't need to look at my phone in order to do that. And you could do the same thing with this feature. Say if if you swipe right quickly. Or, or swipe right twice, it will bring up the heating, and if you swipe left twice, maybe it'll bring up the the air conditioning, and you could swipe up to turn that up or temperature up, and swipe down to turn that that down. And I think what this would do is it would address one of the big problems that you see with infotainment systems is that automakers and everyone they're trying to recreate the analog controls with digital icons. But that, that only works if you stare at the screen. It's the same thing with the the Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. They're, they're limited by the platform that they have, and so they're designing features based around whatever voice command technology they have, and also by people looking at their phone and tapping on buttons. But what automakers ought to be thinking about is how do, how do you recreate the fact that with analog controls, you don't need to look at the knobs for for turning on the the heating and air conditioning and and that's one of the things that the study showed as well is that it's not that 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 engaging with these systems or causes or has no mental or cognitive demand it's that you can easily learn the patterns of reaching over to knobs and controls that you're familiar with the shapes and you're familiar with the the general region the same thing could be true with gesture controls if all you need to do to reach over to, to turn the temperature up is to swipe up three times quickly or, or swipe right um, uh, swipe right once and then swipe up or, or hold on the screen up you, you don't need to to focus on any particular direction where that that happens 
What it would require, though, is a snappy user interface so that if you touched on the screen, and maybe if you're touching with gloved hands, that this is going to this is going to work and work quickly. And anyone that's been in a lot of cars from traditional automakers knows that that's that's actually a a fairly high hurdle for some of them. I, I think that's actually a problem with the current, um, not the Polestar. I think it might also might be the Polestar 2, and also the the Volkswagen ID4. I've seen some video clips of of very slow sluggish responsiveness and if you can't swipe as quickly as you can on your phone then no one's gonna want to use that so I, I think those are some some initial steps that Aptera could do to to take away the risk of two of the most common features that or functionality options that users are trying to engage with that are causing risk, and that's the, the HVAC and the, the audio system. But from a bigger picture perspective, I think that folks need to realize that the genie is out of the bottle on the key factor of driver distraction, which are smartphones. The, the common assumption, which has merit, is that automakers are adding infotainment systems because it saves them money. If they don't have to manufacture those small little buttons and knobs, they can save on the cost of, of making them. They're just making one screen, it saves them money, they're minimizing parts, and it saves on cost. And that makes sense also for Aptera, which again is trying to minimize costs in whatever way possible. And that's certainly part of the explanation, but I think what it's ignoring is that humanity has basically become addicted to mobile devices and they want these features everywhere. They want them in their, their fridges, they want them in their washing machines, and they want them in their cars. And traditional automakers, they're not software companies, and they have not done a good job of replicating the usability of Apple and Android. Furthermore, for the, from the perspective of Apple and Android, while they've done better, uh, according to the, the one study in that, you know, they, this, the cognitive demand of CarPlay and Android Auto w were still too high to be considered safe. They perform better than the traditional automakers, but you know, while they've done better, you know, th you know, they're they're still working within the fundamental paradigm of of people having to engage with specific buttons and icons and too many steps. And I think this is the challenge for Aptera and any automaker in 2021. How do you design a car to negate the need of using a cell phone? Anyone who is failing to do that, I think, is indirectly contributing to the problem. And I, I want to take this back to a comment that I saw on the Aptera forum that asked the question, if someone was driving towards your grandkids or grandparents, would you rather they had physical controls or a digital tablet in their car? I think this is a, an interesting question, but I think it misses the main cause of driver distraction the correct answer that or the answer that I settled on is I would only be comfortable if I if I thought that the car was going to warn the driver of pedestrians otherwise either driver that is someone in a car with analog controls or a tablet is just as likely to be fatally distracted by the use of a cell phone sure I, I'd be happier knowing that the car has at least HVAC and audio functionality via 
via um, analog controls it, or, or no look swiping controls or some snappy voice technology interface because then that means that you know perhaps one of the most common reasons that would force a maybe someone who's driving a model 3 to look away from the road you know that would at least enable someone to turn up the heat without having to to look away and posing a risk for pedestrians um, but you know if the the built-in cameras of the car can can warn the drivers when their eyes have been off the road for too long or that pedestrians are approaching their path in motion that's that's what's going to save lives that's what I want to see from Aptera um, you know people don't don't drive their cars without engaging their GPS or navigation systems without listening to music or podcasts without calling or texting people and you can't do those things without analog controls as much as I wish that we could we could force people to never do that while in a car the fact is that people are, are doing those things and if a car is fully analog or say a car has a small screen with with some analog controls th this is not you know this is that's maybe a safer car in some respects but it's not a safe car it, you know it's it helps with the the audio the HVAC um, but it also means that the the car it, it means that the driver is going to be using their cell phone because the, their car cannot do the things that people have become accustomed to doing I mean just ask yourself when was the last time you got in the car with someone and they did not turn on navigation or, or they did not engage with with maybe their phone or, or some sort of feature in in some way you know, if if someone's going on a short trip, yeah, sure that might happen all the time. But if you've if you ever gotten in an, an Uber or a Lyft, you know they they have their their phones propped up on the dashboard, which is safer than having it in their lap. But is a phone attached to the dashboard of a car is that safer than a large console screen? If you know if, if you have to look if you have to squint to see the directions and the turn directions and where it's telling you to go. Um, I'm not so sure that that it is and so what I hope what I really hope is that Aptera is going to incorporate advanced safety features that take advantage of modern camera technology because they have I know they have the external cameras and there are, are plenty of cars that are incorporating in camera or in car cameras that allow the the vehicle to to beep if they can see that a driver isn't looking at the road or hasn't looked at the road for for too long because that that's what's going to to help people and that's what's going to make us make us all safer and if when you get an app Terra you can forget you basically can think of the car as a replacement for your phone in, in that you don't need to touch it at all you can keep your hands on the wheel you can keep your eyes focused on the road and if you miss anything the car will notify you hey someone is in your blind spot um, did you notice or, or it, it's beeping because there's cross traffic it, then then those are the kind of supplemental features that I think ultimately will lead to safety and so with that that concludes episode 3 of the app EVs podcast I hope that you found this episode interesting and I wanted to thank you for listening the Apt EVs podcast is available on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Still waiting for that Apple Podcast approval, so hopefully that'll be up there soon. 
uh, you know, please tell a friend and and rate us on or rate the podcast on on whatever platform, and maybe that'll that'll bump things up. Um, if you have any questions or feedback, please send them to aptevspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at apt underscore EVs podcast. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies in the intro and outro. And in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out to the world. Make it a better place.